Hi, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. Hey, coming to you from the craft room today. Sunny, Sunny, where are you? Apparently, Sunny is upstairs hanging out with Papa. He must have better treats. Okay, first thing, um, I wanted to, that's Holly, my African gray in the background, saying a big hello to everybody in podcast land. Um, He's very excited when I do the podcast at home. (laughs) And those are the lovebirds, my backup singers. Yes, here we go. They set it down in a minute. (laughs) Um, Okay. So if you didn't happen to catch uh, my June uh, newsletter that comes by email, um, there is a little special in there uh, for everybody. And it is, um, if you order a a fundle during the month of June... 2022, then you will receive automatically, without any codes, without any special this or that, you don't have to do anything other than order a fundle, you will receive a free limited edition digi-kit from me. These are very, very old pictures. The series of five pages are going to be printed out on 110 pound weight cardstock and mailed to you in the same package as the fundle. Um... This is not going to be sold on my Etsy shop. This is a special digi-kit. I came across these pictures. They're extremely old. Um, The title of the digi-kit is called Flower Legends. And um, they're just such beautiful pictures. I really wanted to honor them in a special way. So I made this special digi-kit. The only way you can get it is by purchasing a fundle in the month of June 2022. So there you go. Okay. And um, uh, what else? So let's, this is, we're doing craft chat today. That's right. I'm answering your crafty questions. So let's jump right on into it because I see some good ones here. And um Uh, Okay, here we go. Kathy Thorne asks, Hi Pam, for those of us not quite in the know, would you please explain what a DigiKit is? Do I download it? Is it one of those subscription services? Thanks for clarifying. Making my first journal at age 65. Congratulations, Kathy. Welcome to the fold. Come on down the rabbit hole with the rest of us into junk journal land. Um, There's so much fun waiting here for you. And there's so many ways to do this. First of all, you don't need a DigiKit at all to have fun and make junk journals. Uh, Number two, what is a DigiKit? Well, in plain and simple terms, um, the vintage DigiKits that I sell on my Etsy shop are um, computer files. You purchase the computer files and then you um, download them to your computer or your device, whatever you're using, your phone or your laptop or your tablet and then you can print them out from there as many times as you want now let's say let's you have to have a home computer printer to do this now let's say you can't find them i don't know i saved them on my device somewhere they went somewhere i can't find them they're gone you never lose them they're saved for you eternally in etsy in your account so any of the purchases that you make in etsy in your account the digital printables you can always go in there and uh, find them again. You can re-download them and then print them out as many times as you want. There is no limit. With my DigiKits, I can say that. Okay, so uh, you don't ever have to fear about losing them. Okay, so um, what is a DigiKit? Okay, so a DigiKit um, is my version of saying printable download, printable image, um, digital download, instant download, um, printables, I think it's print on demand because you just print it and it's you demand it to be printed and it, it prints it prints for you on your home computer now or, or your home printer 
Um, now, let's say um, you don't have a printer at home. Okay, well, you're not dead in the water. No, but why? Because I have a print and mail service. Um, for folks who don't have uh, printers at home, you have a couple options. One is my print and mails. Okay, one, first of all, is you can just go down to, you can purchase the computer files and then call your local Office Depot, FedEx, Office Max, Staples, stores like that, the office supply stores or the shipping stores, UPS possibly, I don't know. But um, say, I have some computer files on my device, can you print them for me? And they will print them for you. Obviously they charge you to print them for you. Um, And you can print them on whatever paper you want. They probably have different kinds of paper. So that's an option. Now, if you don't feel like getting in the car, making the phone call, finding out what they need. Some, some require a, what's that called? A fire stick or a, um, a memory stick or others just require you to bring in your phone with the files on it. And then you just kind of give it to them and they do whatever they do, but they will walk you through what they need from you. Um, so the other option is I have a print and mail service. So let's say, um, you say I do them in batches of 10 digi kits that gives you 50 pages printed. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to sound like this is a whole sales pitch at the beginning of this <laughs> this podcast. It's just I want to explain what the DigiKits are and then we'll move on. Okay, so um, uh, you purchase the files, the p- computer files uh, for me on Etsy. And uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Ex- ex- take that out. Okay, print and mail service. The only thing you purchase for me is the print and mail option. It's one price. It includes 10 DigiKits, which equates to 50 pages printed on 110-pound weight cardstock paper, and free priority shipping is included with that price. I don't say the price on here because maybe the price will change in the future, so just check out check it out, um, the Paper Outpost on, on Etsy, um, or there's the links below any of my videos to click on um, the printable DigiKit option. And all I need from you, you don't need to buy the individual um, computer files. Um, no, it's just one click, and the only thing you need to send me is your list of DigiKit names. And I only need the first two to three words to know exactly which DigiKit you're talking about. I have several butterfly ones, so don't, please don't just say butterfly, because I won't know which one you want but like say butterfly oasis or butterfly bliss or like the first two or three words and I'll know exactly what you which one you want and um what else um another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Then you either email the list to me to pam at thepaperoutpost.com or you can Etsy message me the list. So there's only two things to do. Print and mail option, purchase that and then send me your last list one of those two ways. Okay, so that's okay, and what is a DigiKit? Okay, why would anybody want a DigiKit? A DigiKit is a collection of themed images, um, possibly birds, vintage, Victorian, calligraphy, celestial. Let me pull up, uh, I have like my big mambo list right in front of me here. I usually don't. Okay, so we have angels, antique leaves, autumn dreams, uh, baking and cooking, beachside escape, Uh, Bird illustrations, birds' nests and eggs, um, birds black and white, birds of a feather, birds of Victorian era, 
Botanica Exotica, book covers, book plates, board games, blue vintage, blo- blooms through of beauty, uh, Christmas 20 and 21, uh, eco dyed paper. I'm just like skipping through quickly now. Uh, flower papers, uh, flouncing ladies, flourish and fantasy, garden of delights. Okay, so there's 160 of them approximately right now. So a lot to pick from. Um, take your time, enjoy the journey selecting them. But basically, they're fun to use to cut out and turn into journal pockets, journal tucks, journal cards, journal tags, journal bookmarks. Um, they're fun to decorate. Um, Uh, your cover with if you're looking for pretty focal images Um, they're fun for eclectic uh, journals as well as uh, themed journals and um, you can make greeting cards from them you can do so many things they're so fun to use you can decorate little glassine bags I mean they come in lots of different sizes the pictures so you have good variety and I also make them easy to cut out so it's not too laborious but it's more fun and we're all about fun here okay there we go Um, I hope that helps. Congratulations on embarking on this fun-filled adventure, Kathy. And let me tell you, everything else you have done to your life has brought you to this point. That's right. So all those skills you have amassed, all those other, whether it's sewing, knitting, quilting, painting, drawing, you name it, anything else you can incorporate into junk journals. Even if you don't have any skills, you can just start making junk journals and you can make them out of anything you like. And you certainly don't have to use digikits. You can use Uh, book pages, your own drawings, uh, pictures for magazines, and uh, scrapbook paper. I mean, there's a whole host of fun. And um, so we welcome your um, questions anytime. And let's keep going here. Okay. Okay, here we go. Um, Wink Wink says, hope you have stopped using old books for junk. Uh Oh, I'm going to get I'm going to get in trouble here. Um, (laughs) uh, And this is on my, uh, this is probably my, I just reached 1 million views on this video. It's called How to Make a Junk Journal Out of an Old Book, Part 1, Step-by-Step Tutorial. And this one takes the most flack and the most heat because I think YouTube is pushing this video for some reason. I have no idea why. If I could ever figure that out, it would be magic soup sauce here. Um, But uh, um, here we go. Okay, roll up your sleeves. Okay, prepare buckle in. Here she says. Do you realize what's done when old books are torn up, torn apart? Keep old books intact. Use new junk books instead. Fashion your own old cover. Okay, I can totally respect her point of view. Um, Some people are abhorred at the thought of tearing apart an old book. Um, And I was in that camp initially because I couldn't do it initially. It just seemed absolutely sacrilegious and uh, destroying destruction. How could I destroy a book, a historical book? This is terrible. Um, The birds will fly away. I mean, everything bad will happen if, if I do this. And then I started to learn a little bit more, look into things a little bit more. And, um, this is what I found out. Uh, uh, first of all, um, I get a lot of my old books from local thrift stores and things like that. And I've had talks with the manager. And basically he says, at the end of wherever their point of cutoff in the month is, they haven't sold some books. They they have a guy that comes by. He's the book shredder. He buys bulk books that have not sold. Doesn't matter whether they're old or new. And he takes them and he shreds them down to pulp and he recycles them into something else. Um, a lot of old historical books end up there. This is just the hardcore true fact. This also occurs at libraries and schools. Um, 
uh, I tore up a mathematical book once. Boy, did I get a lot of flack for that. And, um, you know, they were hoping that I would mail this book down to, um, you know, I don't know, another country and another continent and hoping that some young child would be inspired to uh, do math. So my take on it is I like to free the pages inside the book. And when I free the pages, I give not only one person, but a multitude of people the experience of being exposed to something maybe they've never seen before, they've never had a chance to appreciate before, never pondered about before, uh, never contemplated. And sometimes an entire book can be overwhelming, but one page can be easily grasped, held onto, thought about, um, noodled on. Um, for example, um, in my fundals, I often put old uh, um, works from Shakespearean plays, old poems written many, many moons ago, um, old stories, old vintage stories, pages from um, classic novels, things like that, uh, where remember, just because a book is torn apart, destroyed, slaughtered, butchered, however you want to call it, it's fine with me. I call it freeing the pages. Um, those pages are released to do something. And uh, I, I, I hope I give them purpose. I hope I give, you know, maybe a aunt or a daughter or a grandmother an opportunity to look at something maybe that they haven't thought about before, considered before, or maybe it'll trigger a great memory for them. Maybe they'll share that with their family. Maybe they'll be sitting down at the dinner table and saying, hey, you know what? I saw this this old um, algebra page um, that that crazy woman on YouTube sent me. And uh, I actually remembered trying to figure out algebra and, and working it out. And it was fun to look at the equations again. And it's actually something that um, um, I've thought about doing again and actually learning some algebra. I always swept it away as if it was an unimportant thing, but maybe now, I, I, you know, I, maybe I can come across an old algebra book and just kind of have fun working the, the, the formulas and stuff like that. Why I, I'm talking from my own experience because I, I didn't like math growing up, but now I'm sort of fascinated by it because I, I can see how it's good to work the brain and work the mind and work the formulas and things like that. So I have a different perspective and a different appreciation than I did when I was first exposed to it a long time ago. There are a lot of things that I've never seen and never been exposed to. Many of the um, the old classic books and the Shakespearean this and that. And I was I was force fed some in high school. Yeah, we had to you know read Macbeth and um, Merchant of Venice and all these other ones, but there was, there were many I never got in touch with. So now's my opportunity to actually sit and appreciate a page from Shakespeare. Um, look at the language, not being forced to memorize it and explain what it meant, but just look at it for the beauty of what it was and take a second to ponder on that and uh, wash that around in my brain. So, um, yes, book butchery. Yep. It's a tough topic. It's not for the weak of heart. It's all about perspective, and if you feel that you're doing something good with the pages, then I think you're going to be all right. If you do feel like you're destroying a book and it's bad, I recommend you don't do it. Just make stuff look old out of new stuff. That's that's awesome. That's perfectly fine. Nobody has to destroy books. Um, we're not burning bras. No, no. <laughs> we are. Uh, it's okay just to... Um, uh, make stuff look old. We do that all the time. We have the supplies. We can do this. We have the skills. Um, and we do that all the time. Um, 
anyway, I liked the feel of the old paper and I like to get that into people's hands. I like the texture and the smell and the crunch. And uh, there's something that can be appreciated that was made a long time ago when you're holding something in your hands that was maybe from the turn of the century, maybe early 1900s, late 1800s. I don't know, it just makes you take a breath. It just makes you take a breath and um, think about things. And maybe the world looks a little bit differently. Maybe there's a sense of um, appreciation for the, the, the things that we think are very commonplace, like running water, electricity, a heated and cooled home. Um, they didn't have back then. And just think about, you know, when you're reading a letter from somebody that's back in time or an old receipt that shows what people actually bought back then. Um, it's very interesting. You learn a lot. There's a lot of um, historical um, information that comes along that, that it just gets lost in the wind if we don't take a, that one second to pick up that paper and take a look at it. Anyway, I carry on. Um, Christine Crow. Hey. Hi, Christine. Pam, I love all of your videos and I'm a true fan. I have a question. Do you, who do you buy your little wooden stamps from? Will you please share the link? Thank you so much uh, for um, the time, all the time you put into these videos. No problem. Um, I primarily buy them from a lady named, I think it's a lady, I don't know. The Etsy shop name is Nora Jane, N as in Nancy, O-R-A-J-A-N-E. Yeah, J-A-N-E, on Etsy. And she has a whole bunch, and I think they change all the time. And I, I, don't, I have no personal relationship with her. I don't get any kickback for saying her name. Uh, she's not sponsoring, nothing like that. I just like her stamps, honestly. I just like her uh, peg stamps. I call them peg stamps. Uh, there are other makers of peg stamps. I think there's a company called Peg Stamps somewhere out there. Um, but you can find them out there. They're very easy to use. They're very fun. You can make borders and frames and like stamped rubber stamp frames or you can just use individual ones um they're really fun and they're kind of like potato chips you know once you get one you gotta have more it just happens um you've been warned christine you've been warned and i will try and i will um put this on uh, your actual question okay and it might be one or two words nora jane um or it might be nora jane one word or capitalize the Nora and the Jane, or try not capitalizing the Nora Jane, put Nora Jane peg stamps, and uh, see what you get. Okay, Lizzie Anthus one asks. Um, she- this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. He's asking on make faux leather and suede from a paper bag, easy tips, that video. Okay, so she's asking, is the Mod Podge strictly necessary? I rather like the matte finish and wonder if I could skip this step. Um, Or would it be not as a good a product? Anyone know? Thanks. Okay, so I think, and if I'm recalling correctly, um, and things do get a little hazy when I look in, back in, in the rearview mirror, um, make the faux leather and suede, the main difference was the um, suede was not covered with Mod Podge, whereas the leather one was. So I found that the suede, I call it suede, but uh, you make it um, with the paper, you crumple it up with a paper bag, 
for example, crumple it up, ink it up um, with a little bit of hair conditioner to soften um, the paper fibers. And then um, you just let it air dry and it, and it leaves the paper fibers a little soft and feathery and um, that gives that suede type feel. So you don't have to coat that with um, Mod Podge. But if you want the leathery kind of feel, then a good coating of Mod Podge um, will help. I, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking whether you could probably add a little bit of a mattifying technique to the Mod Podge after, like um, maybe a little bit of a cornstarch or a baby powder to your Mod Podge, almost making it like a matte, um, gesso, matte clear gesso and um, try that and maybe that will take down some of the gloss if you like the finish the feel but you don't want the shine that might help as well okay um barbara carr asks uh on, this is a video called she's referring to the video called water glue and coffee while embossing the grand junk journal experiment she said maybe open the envelope flap before you emboss question mark okay this woman is an absolute wizard and a genius um she has uh solved the problem of running the envelope through okay so here was the problem um actually what i think would be a better okay i have the small big shot Sizzix model of the embosser slash die cutting machine the one you crank it's not electric so if I open the envelope, I don't think it will, it might fit. It might fit if I rotate it right side, like as if I'm actually putting something in an envelope, open it, emboss, and then do your dyeing, and then it won't stick. I mean, that's just utter brilliance. I mean, you go, Barbara. I mean, sometimes the obviousness of the solution is so screamingly in your face and you miss it, like that would be me, the missing it part. Um, because when I sprayed my, my coffee or my water onto the envelope, my envelope glued to shut. So you don't have to have that happen. Barbara came up with the brilliant answer of, um, you know, opening your envelope before you put it through your embossing machine. The other thing is you could fold the envelope, the flap back on itself, like so it bends to the back side of the envelope, run it through and then just open it up so it doesn't get crunched together where the glue is as much, and then maybe spray your water and your glue at that point, or your water and your glue, your water and your um, coffee at that point. And um, there you go, yeah, okay. Um, so we didn't get through a whole ton, but we had a lot of yakking going on, and I don't know who else did all the, Sonny, you have arrived. Hello, Mom, hello, everybody. I am now present in the craft room in my, my safety place in the corner here where nobody can step on me and I don't get rolled over by the rolly chair and all is well okay thank you very much son well i don't know what time you arrived but we're signing off now so you wish everybody a happy day happy crafting everybody okay so sonny will be seen and heard from again i'm sure he's my little maltese puppy he's about oh he's like one and three quarters right now we just adore him and um so if you haven't heard i have a free monthly email newsletter um all you do is sign up for that the link is down below um, all of my videos or the link actually pops up in my videos somewhere around the nine to ten minute mark if you watch there's a little thing that pops up if you have a device that allows you to click on that that'll take you right to the page to sign up it's free why would you sign up well heck, golly gee number one um you get a free digital image emailed to you every month 
Um, it's at the very bottom of the email in the freebie section. Along with that, you get a note from the bookmaker, which is an um, a explanation of what a junk journal is and how to use it. It's something fun that I like to tuck into my junk journals to give everybody an idea of what, what you can do with them and uh, how you can play with them. Um, you also get a, um, a massive lift, list of junk journal supplies to keep your eyes open for as you traverse the world. And a list of page ideas as you're decorating your junk journaling. You just get stumped on a page and you don't know what to do, this is a great list. You can print it out and stick it up on your wall. Uh, that's what I've done for years. It's still sitting on my wall. Um, and I just look up there and like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Let's play with tracing paper today or let's play with um, large envelopes or sentiments or billy bands or note paper page. And, and I've started a little series to show you um, four examples of taking each one of those ideas and using them four different ways throughout your journal. They won't look the same. Um, it'll look like you had four unique ideas, but it's just morphing a little bit on the concept of each one and you can create unique little um, items as you go through. It's a great way to help you propel yourself through your junk journal because let's face it, a junk journal is a multitude of little canvases. And um, you don't have to decorate every page. You can barely decorate any pages and make it primarily a writing journal. Or you can decorate and stuff the whole patootie as much as you want. There are no rules. You just have fun. Um, so I do have my videos come out Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. I have an Etsy shop where I, uh, when I have journals ready or bundles ready, they are for sale in there. There may be a big notification. They may just pop in there by surprise. So come on over and check it out every once in a while. Um, I sell DigiKits, which are the uh, computer printable downloads. And also um, I do the print and mail, which I explained. I uh, also sell fundals, which are collections of old and interesting papers, 100 plus pieces. You're going to get antique ledger and checks and receipts and um, postcards and um, a, a set of hand dyed papers. And then there's going to be um, like music papers, uh, dictionary papers, science section, nature section, foreign language section, um, uh, large pages, small pages, very interesting uh, array of things that are in there. And um, uh, so that is available in my Etsy shop. And also I have a merchandise shop, which I sell. Uh, oh, if you like the phrase, create with reckless abandon, hey, and you'd love to see that on a t-shirt for yourself or a family member or a, or a sweatshirt or a zipped hoodie or a mug or a tote, I got you covered. And um, I have an Amazon shop if you're looking for favorite tools and supplies. My podcast, like what you're listening to right now, they come out Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, new material all the time there. You're going to see some sprinkled in um, video podcasts on other days randomly. And uh, uh, th those you can watch on Spotify. Um, and then if you are looking for any of my links, they're all below my videos in the description box. And remember, most of all, it's okay to tear up a book if you have a higher purpose for those pages. And remember that fun can be simple and create with reckless abandon, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.